0: Joining us today on Dialogos Radio is historian and political scientist Eric Toussaint, the spokesperson of the CADTM International, the International Committee for the Abolition of Illegitimate Debt. He is the author or co-author of several books, including Bankocracy, The Life and Crimes of an Exemplary Man, Glance in the Rearview Mirror, Neoliberal Ideology from its Origins to the Present. World Debt Figures 2015, and Debt, the IMF, and the World Bank, 60 Questions, 60 Answers. He is also the Scientific Coordinator of the Greek Truth Commission on Public Debt. Eric, welcome to our program today. Happy to be with you today. To get us started, you recently wrote a two-part series of articles looking at the actions of, on the one hand, the Syriza-led government in Greece under Prime Minister Alexis Tsipras, and, on the other hand, the actions of Yanis Varoufakis, the well-known economist and Greek finance minister under the Syriza-led government in the first half of 2015. Your critique comes following the publication of Varoufakis' recent book, Adults in a Room, where Varoufakis gives his account of the Greek crisis and his actions in supposedly standing up to the Troika. What were your general impressions of the book?
1: Uh, the book really uh, should be read because it's, very, it's a very useful testimony about what happened. I disagree with the orientation of Varoufakis, but uh, it's a a unique presentation of what happened before uh, the election of 2015 and what happened in the six first months leading to the capitulation beginning of uh, July 2015.
0: In Adults in a Room, one of the claims apparently made by Yanis Varoufakis is that Greece was bankrupt in 2009 and that this set the stage for the so-called bailout and austerity which followed. You dispute this claim, however. What do the facts show?
1: In reality, the, the main problem was on the side of the private debt, the debt of the Greek banks, but also... Non financial corporation and households. Uh, there uh, the, the, uh, the has been a process of a huge growth of the private debt just after the uh, an integration of Greece in the Eurozone because the big French, German, Dutch and Belgian banks wanted to lend money to Greece, knowing that there were no risk of devaluation because of the monetary union. And uh, they had a surplus of liquidity before the crisis of 2007 8 and after the crisis, because, as you will remember, the... Federal Reserve of the U.S. and the European Central Bank inject a huge amount of liquidities in the banks. And these banks uh, use that money to land where they were uh, having the, the better profits. And the countries of the periphery, like Greece but also Portugal, Ireland and uh, Spain were more profitable than uh, countries like Germany, France or Benelux or UK or the US. Uh, So uh, the main problem was the problem of a bubble of private credit and uh, uh, the the, but the problem for the Greek government of Papandreou end of 2009 and the problem for the French government of Sarkozy and uh, the Merkel government of Germany was that it was impossible to say to the European public opinion we have uh, once more to bail out the private banks. So it was necessary for them to build a fake narrative of the, of what uh, was happening in Greece. And they told the public opinion that the main problem was the huge level of public debt and the incapacity of the uh, Greek government to keep on financing is public external debt, when in reality they create this fake narrative to convince the public opinion uh, to give money to the Greek government to bail out the Greek private banks and and to keep on paying back from the private Greek sector to the private French and German and uh, Dutch and Belgium private sector, mainly the banks, to keep on uh, reimbursing them. And so uh, I disagree with the dominant narrative, and I disagree with Varoufakis, who was uh, who is telling in his book that the Greek state or government was bankrupt. I think that the main problem so was the banks and uh, the Greek government had the choice to either bail out the private sector or to bail in and to socialize uh, the banks. And he decided not to socialize or to expropriate the private banks and it was uh uh, not only an error uh, the, the the greek government and the the other government were accomplice with uh, big financial capital in in summary it uh, it's uh, the 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 difference between what Baruch Fakis is saying and what i am saying so the conclusion also are different because uh I would say what the Greek government should have done would have been to suspend the payment of the external debt, including the public debt, for sure. When uh, uh, Varoufakis is saying the Greek uh, state should have been recognized himself that it was uh, bankrupt, and uh, should have uh, sold uh, public assets to the to the private sector, foreign private sector, including selling to the European, uh, to the other European country and investor, the Krieg banks. Do you see the difference?
0: Much has been said about Greece falsifying economic figures to enter the Eurozone, but you point out in your articles that Greece's debt and deficit statistics were falsified by the Papandreou government in 2009 and 2010, and by IMF employee Andreas Georgiou, who was placed in charge of the Greek statistical authority known as ELSTAT by the Papandreou government. How were the Greek debt and deficit figures falsified, and is this something that Varoufakis addresses in his book?
1: No, he doesn't. He doesn't say absolutely nothing about this falsification, but this falsification is uh, an evidence. There is uh, the, the, the 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 director of Elstat, has been sued, and at the beginning of August two thousand. 17, he was condemned, Uh, he was recognized guilty of uh, falsification by the Greek justice. Uh, What happened, so that uh, Papandreou and the leaders of the European Central Bank, at at this moment it was uh, Jean-Claude Trichet, uh, very linked to the French banks. And uh, as the general director of the IMF, we had at this epoch uh, Dominic Strauss-Kahn, who was also very linked to the uh, French banks. Uh, the Papandreou government asked the director of Elstat to add some... Uh, de- Debt, public debt, to the official public debt. And at, at the first step, Eurostat, the European Organism of uh, Statistics, tell Elstat that it was uh, an error to add this debt. But the Eurostat was also afterwards convinced by Trichet and uh, by Barroso, the President of the European Commission to be part of the falsification of the public Greek debt. So they, I would say, they increased the debt uh, ways more or less 15 to 20 percent uh, in relation to the Greek GDP, so that the official figure reach the huge uh, the huge uh, ratio of 125% of GDP for the public debt and uh, budgeted, budgetary fiscal deficit reach something like 13%. So uh, with these figures, the troika uh, could say uh, there is an emergency, we have to intervene Uh, to help the Greek government and to help the Greeks. And uh, with uh, uh, 110 billion euros of loans to Greece, we will help the Greeks. Uh, So it was a a real, uh, in this case, uh, I would say it was a complot. I am not a complotist, but in this case, really, We have now the proof of a very huge level of falsification and of the building of a fake narrative of what was the real situation.
0: You point out that Yanis Varoufakis, despite his radical and leftist profile, maintained friendships and close contact with such figures as the head of the Greek Conservative Party Antoni Samaras, who was Prime Minister of Greece between 2012 and 2014, Yanis Turunaras, who was the finance minister under the Samaras government during that period, and who is the current governor of the Bank of Greece, and George Papandreou, who led Greece into the austerity and memorandum regime in 2009 and 2010. Describe the nature of Varoufakis' relationships with these figures.
1: You know, Varoufakis is very uh, happy to explain that uh, he... He maintained, and he developed uh, a lot of relation with the traditional political class in Greece. In some way, his book is when you read his book, you you see that he is trying to convince leaders of the world that uh, what he was proposing was something uh, what a what a better solution for everybody, but I would say almost including for the leaders of the world. Uh, uh, And so he insists in saying that, uh, including Samaras, called him an an evening after he criticized what uh, was doing Papandreou, Samaras telling uh, Varoufakis. I don't know you, but uh, I liked very much what you have uh, told uh, to the Greek television and to the Greek public opinion, etc. So uh, it showed that uh, Varoufakis. It's a very, I would say, uh, has a very complicated personality because at the same time he wants to be at the side. Of the oppressed people, and he said, uh, I, 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 "I should, I, I promised to the my electors not to uh, betray them, but at the same time, he wanted to convince the leaders of the world and to maintain very good relations with everybody, with Stornaras with Samaras, with Papandreou, uh, with Christine Lagarde." Uh, with Scherbler, with Merkel, uh, with Lord Lehman. Uh, and in the U.S., uh, if you read the book, you will say he was very happy to be in a very good relation with Larry Summers and with uh, Jeffrey Sachs. And people in the U.S. should know that uh, <laughs> who are these guys. Uh, Larry Summers was uh, in charge of the treasury of the U.S. and the uh, the Clinton administration at the end of the 90s, and he was responsible with Robert Rubin of the abrogation of the Glass-Steagall Act. Uh, Larry Summers, after that, was uh, the director or president of the Harvard University and, and uh, was uh, totally, how do you say, machist in his de- declaration about the difference between men and women. Uh, Larry Summers, it's it's a right-wing uh, Democrat, and uh, Jeffrey Sachs, who was also a friend of uh, uh, Varoufakis, was responsible of the first shock therapy imposed to Bolivia in eighty five, and to the shock therapy imposed to Russia and to Poland uh, at the beginning of the 90s, so uh, it's really problematic to see uh, this contradictory uh, posture of Varoufakis.
0: We are on the air with Eric Toussaint of the International Committee for the Abolition of Third World Debt and Scientific Director of the Greek Truth Commission on Public Debt, here on the Dialogos Radio and the Dialogos Interview Series. In his book, Varoufakis goes on to say that he convinced Syriza to depart from its policy platform of 2012 and the Thessaloniki program of 2014. Instead, Varoufakis convinced Syriza to adopt his own set of economic proposals. For instance, Varoufakis seems to have proposed advocating for a debt restructuring instead of a debt reduction. What was Syriza originally proposing? What were Yanis Varoufakis' proposals, which were ultimately adopted? And why were Varoufakis' proposals, in your words, doomed to fail?
1: In the electoral campaign of 2012, uh, Syriza uh, succeeded to uh, multiply, uh, to increase... uh, Is popular support. In the election of 2009, uh, Syriza got uh, 4% of the vote and in June 2012 26,5% of the vote. So it was very clear with the election of June 2012 that sometime in the future, Syriza will will be the government of Greece. And they gain such uh, popular support in 2012 uh, with a program very radical. T- telling, if we, uh, if you elect us as government, we will suspend the payment of the debt and we will audit the the debt to identify the illegitimate part of the Greek debt. Uh, they also say we will socialize or nationalize the the greek banks they also say that they will uh, uh, put in practice a a very radical fiscal policy and uh, increase the taxes on the rich and the orthodox church and the the capitalists who are are active in the shipment industry Uh, so it was a radical program and uh, they say also, we will make no anymore sacrifice for the euro. And uh, Varoufakis was opposed to this orientation, and he explained how he succeeded to convince Alexis Tsipras and uh, his uh, narrow cycle around him uh, to moderate, to soften the, the program. And to say that it was not necessary to suspend the payment of the debt. It was possible to convince the creditors to, to restructure the debt without reduction of the debt and without suspension of payment. And uh, he also uh, told in, in his book that he, he, he convinced at Tsipras that uh, it was important to not to increase the taxes paid by the private sector, uh, the the big uh, corporation, financial or industrial or commercial uh, Greek corporation or foreign uh, corporation uh, uh, based in in Greece. So I would say uh, the the argument of Varoufakis is to tell us that he convinced Tsipras. What I say as a comment on, on his book is Uh, to say that at the same time, I would say Tsipras, after the election of June 2012, was also looking for people like Varoufakis who could help Tsipras to soften the program of Syriza, but not confronting openly Syriza leadership. So I would say they... Organize uh, some uh, something like a shadow cabinet inside Syriza to prepare another program, not the official program, not the program of 2012, not the program of Thessaloniki. And, and, and they did that. And Varoufakis is explaining us that uh, actually they did that against the official line of Syriza, and uh, for me, uh, at this level, Varoufakis had a huge responsibility in the capitulation that happened at, at the beginning of July 2015.
0: One of Yanis Varoufakis's proposals to the leaders of Syriza was to accept a primary budget surplus of up to 1.5% of GDP, For those unfamiliar with economics, what is a primary budget surplus, and why is it harmful for a country whose economy is in a depressed state, as is the case in Greece?
1: Okay, to have a primary positive surplus, you need to cut expenses. And it is clear that the type of expenses you can cut is uh, social expenses, and infrastructure investment. It's a primary positive surplus. It's to say that it is before paying the debt. When you say, I will guarantee as government a positive primary surplus, it is to use the surplus to pay the debt. You will not question the payment of the debt when you guarantee uh, positive primary surplus. So the alternative would have been to say, as legitimate leftist government, we should have a fiscal deficit because we should use the money of the government to uh, stimulate the recovery of the economic activity and we should Uh, improve the condition of life of the population and to improve the condition of life of the population we need more money for health we need more money for education we need more money to create jobs and uh, so the position, the proposal of Varoufakis was coherent with the position of negotiation and of the Greek government to the creditors and opposed to what would have been the correct position in front of the creditors.
0: Looking at Varoufakis today, one could say that he is a media darling of sorts. What accounts for Varoufakis' popularity in your view? Or to put it differently, where does Varoufakis' support derive from?
1: In, uh, in the public, because in some way the dominant medias, were diabolizing Varoufakis, it provoked, I would say, a, a sane reaction in the public opinion. They say, if the Schubler, if Merkel, uh, if Rajoy and the uh, right-wing government are attacking uh, Varoufakis, it signifies that uh, Varoufakis is struggling to defend the real interest of the Greek population.
0: Yanis Varoufakis, as well as Greek Prime Minister Alexis Tsipras, have, for instance, spoken at the Brookings Institute, which is the well-known neoliberal Washington, D.C. think tank. Can such actions, in your opinion, be reconciled with their supposedly leftist and radical image? I would say it is not really
1: shocking, because you, as leftists, you can go to different place and, uh, and take the floor. Personally, I don't like to do that, but uh, we can understand that uh, people who want to be government uh, have to do some, uh, have to give to some letters to different publics. But at the same time, it is absolutely clear that Tsipras gave a priority to uh, be invited by uh, institutions authorities who were neoliberals and uh, he, do, he did that and he, he keep on doing that because he, he wants absolutely to be recognized as a, a political uh, leader, uh, very responsible to the market and to the stability of the system. And uh, in the case of Varoufakis, he wanted to give, uh, I would say, more complex image uh, in some way provocating but at the same time telling yes we we need to reach a compromise an agreement and he also gave the absolute priority to invitation from right-wing or systemic uh, institution uh, he is very clear for instance uh, he liked very much lord layman conservative uh, leader in the uh, UK, and he accepted several invitations from him. Uh, and also, he accepted exactly at the beginning uh, of his experience as minister, he accepted immediately uh, an invitation to go to London to give a speech to investors, to foreign investors. And it showed La, in this way that he and Cyprus. Uh, the main interlocutor were creditors, capitalists, or government, because uh, in his book he is also speaking a lot about uh, the good relation he tried to, to build with China and uh, Chinese authorities investing in, in
0: Greece. We are speaking with Eric Toussaint of the International Committee for the Abolition of Third World Debt and Scientific Director of the Greek Truth Commission on Public Debt here on the Theologos Radio and the Theologos Interview Series. Let's turn now to the Greek Debt Audit Committee. You have been the Scientific Coordinator of the Greek Truth Commission on Public Debt since it was established in 2015, has the Syriza-led government shown any intention of adopting the findings of the commission? And was there any point during your participation on this commission when you realized that perhaps the Syriza government's policies were going in a different direction from the work that you were doing? I would say, frankly, since the beginning, uh, when I... uh
1: spoke with the President of the Hellenic Parliament, Zoe Costantopolo, the 16th of February. I told her, I, I came to, you, to the Parliament to, to make a proposal to you, launching an, an audit commission, and I can convince people from 10 different countries to work uh, with no payment in favor of the Greek people and in favor of the, the truth about the debt. But I, I, telling that to Zoe, I added that I was convinced that uh, Alexis Tsipras would not be enthusiastic with that proposal. And she told me, no problem, we will do that. I call Alexei and I will convince him. And uh, she made immediately a, a press release mentioning our meeting on the 16th of February. She called C++, and C++ officially told her, Okay, do it. It's part of our program in 2012. Uh, do it and do it with Eric Toussaint. It's okay. And when we had the first meeting, Of the commission, it was the 4th of April 2015 in the Greek parliament. Alexis Tsipras came at the beginning of the inaugural session. Uh, The president of the republic came also. And uh, so, officially, they show their support. And almost all the members of the government came also to the parliament on the 4th of April including Varoufakis. But it was clear for me that uh, Varoufakis was not in favor of really supporting the commission, and the same from Tsipras. Zoe was convinced because she she was uh, a friend, a political friend, and a friend of uh, Tsipras, and uh, she was convinced that he was sincere when he was telling her that uh, he wanted to support our work. Several weeks later, it was very clear that C-plus, neither C-plus, neither Valoufakis, were open to publicly, uh, in front of the media, mention the work of the Commission. They never, when they, you know, they traveled a lot to Brussels, and Valoufakis traveled several times to Washington to meet uh, Christine Lagarde, the general director of the IMF. And they never, never question the legitimacy of the debt. So for me, it was very clear that they were in some way forced by the president of the parliament to express an official support. But at the same time, it was very clear that they didn't want to radicalize their position. So, I, I did this work with the 30 members of the commission. The work done by the commission, I would say it's more than 1,500 or 2,000 hours work in uh, eight weeks for 30 persons. We worked a lot of day and night to produce a very efficient and rigorous report. And my uh, Expectation was that in some, there was some possibility that several ministers of the government, the ministers of the left platform, jointly with uh, the Zoe and uh, the pressure from uh, the streets, I would say, or the other radical left and trade union left, the action of them could make pressure on the government to use our work. But I was not really very optimistic because I was very well informed uh, about what Varoufakis was doing with his team of advisors. And I was receiving clear information about the, the concession he was ready to give to the creditors. But I don't regret to... Uh, to have uh, done this work, and the people who participated to that, people from uh, France, Spain, Greece, Ecuador, Brazil, uh, UK, Belgium, these people are very proud to have done this work, and they are convinced that uh, because we have done a very serious work, it will be useful. In the future, in Greece, but also in uh, other parts of the world, because in Spain, in Portugal, in Italy, in Slovenia, in other countries, people are reading this, uh, our report, are asking us a lot of questions, are trying to implement the same uh, methodology to the specific case in their own country. So I'm sure it will be useful.
0: We are on the air with Eric Dusen of the International Committee for the Abolition of Third World Debt (CADTM) and scientific director of the Greek Truth Commission on Public Debt. Here on the Dialogos Radio and the Dialogos Interview Series, describe for us the findings and conclusions that were published in the report of the Greek Truth Commission on Public Debt, and also the recommendations made by the commission.
1: First way, in the two first chapters, we analyzed the building of the Greek public and private debt before the crisis. So we explained what happened in the year uh, 1990 and uh, in the ten first year of the 21st century. And we showed that uh, the accumulation of debt was linked with... Uh, huge amount of military expenses stimulated by the US government, the French and the German government, who are the main uh, sellers of uh, weapons to Greece. Uh, We showed also that uh, the interest rate paid by Greece uh, at the end of the 20th century increased a lot the debt, as in different other peripheral uh, countries. Additionally, we showed the responsibility of the PASOK and uh, new democratic uh, previous government in giving a tax gift to the rich, which uh, uh, reduced the government revenue and forced the the government to finance its budget by debt. And we showed also that the debt increased after the the adhesion of greece to the eurozone because a lot of money came from the german and french etc investors after that we sh- in the chapter 3 4 we showed the transformation of the debt from the troika first memorandum when the private lenders were replaced by public lenders the troika the european commission 14 different states of the eurozone and uh, the imf and the EC, and the european central Bank, and uh, we showed that they do that to bail out the private banks foreign and national uh, and not in the interest of the people and we showed and we demonstrate that they add conditionalities to the new loans conditionalities which were violating international treaties on economic, uh, social, cultural, civil and political rights. So we demonstrate the fact that the debt to the Troika was not just debt. It means a debt accumulated against the interest of the people and the creditors or lenders, knowing that they were giving loans against the interest of the people. And in the case of uh, the Troika, it was absolutely clear because they were dictating to the Greek government exactly the conditionalities. They were telling the government which law to change, which law, new law to adopt, uh, what type of reduction of wages, what type of reduction of pensions, what privatization. So they were not only accomplice of violation, but they were direct commanders, they, they were the initiators of the violation. After that, we, uh, in the report, we were demonstrating the clear impact on the condition of life of the Greek population. And so we were naming, uh, in the chapter 5, a concrete international treaty And which article has been violated by the conditionalities imposed by the Troika. And in the last two chapters, we explain in uh, juridical terms why the debt, the Greek debt to the Troika, uh, should be considered as illegitimate, as odious, as illegal and as unsustainable. Our conclusion was to say that the Greek government has perfectly the right to suspend the payment of the debt, to question the debt, and also to repudiate a part uh, of the debt identified as odious. So it was a very strong uh, audit with strong conclusion. Important lawyers helped us as um, members of the Commission, to write the conclusion based on international law and uh, Greek domestic law. And uh, it is clear that should have uh, Varoufakis and Tsipras use this uh, report, they would have very strong arguments against the creditors and to give another issue, a positive issue to the conflict with the creditors in place of capitulating in front of them in July 2015.
0: Is the Greek Truth Commission on Public Debt still active today? And by extension, how is the CADTM active today on the issue of the Greek debt? The Debt Truth Committee was dissolved
1: by the the new president of the parliament, uh, Mr. Voutsis, uh, during the months of October 2015, we were opposed to, see, to this dissolution, and so we decided collectively to transform ourselves in an independent association with the same uh, name. And we active now as the Debt Truth Committee, recognized by the Greek uh, law and uh, We met several times in the last two years. We met uh, once in the European Parliament, invited by several members of the European Parliament, members of French, uh, Greek, German and Spanish European Parliamentaries, who are supporting our work. And we had several meetings in, in Greece not in the parliament because we are not anymore invited, but in the office, the office of the lawyers Greek Association, and uh, there were a lot of Greek citizens who came to this uh, to, the, to the public part of our meeting. Several of us published several different articles. I published a book in Greek last July with uh, several new materials. About the debt, uh, the Greek debt, and uh, we also re- realized several uh, videos and uh, and a movie. The title of the movie is Audit, and it's a 26 minutes movie. Very interesting. I recommend to you to to use it. I think I have to check, but I think that very soon it will be with uh, English spoken subtitle, and it's already translated in in Greece by uh, Zoe Constantopoulos. So we are keeping on uh, with our work. It is clear that we are not supported by the government. The right-wing press uh, are making silence about our work. But we have a significant echo in the Greek social movement and radical left organization, mostly popular unity and cause of freedom.
0: In looking at Greece over the years of the economic crisis, we've often heard that Greece has been given all of this money by the Troika, insinuating that the money was simply given away to Greece. In reality though, where have most of these so-called bailout funds ended up?
1: Ah, It's absolutely clear that more than 90% of the loans given to Greece went back outside Greece to pay back the banks, the private banks and the public creditors, or to bail out the Greek banks. So more than 90%. So less than 10% has been used by uh, the regular government as an input to the budget, but they used that to promote the neoliberal policy. So this money also was used against the interest of the Greek people, because it was used to finance privatization, to finance lay off of thousands of public servants, etc.,
0: we are speaking with Eric Dusen of the International Committee for the Abolition of Third World Debt and Scientific Director of the Greek Truth Commission on Public Debt here on the Dialogos Radio and the Dialogos Interview Series. What options does Greece have available to it under domestic law, European law and international law today with regards to the public debt? and also with regards to the potential abolition or overturning of the austerity measures and memorandum-related policies, such as privatizations, which have followed.
1: There is something very concrete that could be done with the Greek bonds owned by the European Central Bank. The European Central Bank bought Greek bonds in 2010, 11 and 12 at a discount price, a discount of 30%. So they bought Greek public bonds at a value, a nominal value of, for instance, 100 euros, and they bought that at the price of 70 euros. After that, after the aircut restructuration of 2012, the European Central Bank refused to be part of the haircut. So now the European Central Bank is demanding Greece to pay back the full amount of the Greek bonds they bought at a discount price, the full nominal value of the bonds, and with very high interest rate, interest rate of 6.5%. Uh, interest rate when uh, you know that the ECB is lending money to the private banks at zero interest rate. Uh, so what could do uh, Greek government is to change the the statute of the Greek bonds because they are still under the jurisdiction of Greece. And so the Greek government could say we make an cut of 50 or 80% are on these Greek bonds to reduce the payment because we want to use the money in favor of the Greek uh, people interest. So it would be possible to do that. Uh, Tsipras can do that or another government can do that. First point. Second point, what should complementarily... Uh, do a, a, a government who, who would like to really help the Greek people interest, would be to, on the basis of our audit, to take another unilateral sovereign action of repudiation of other parts of the debt. It is clear that this would provoke a verbal huge reaction but, uh, you know, since uh, seven years, since the first memorandum of 2010, in a permanent way, the creditors have criticized the Greek government, the Greek population, show the Greek population as lazy and as delinquent at the level of taxes payment. And uh, I think that they cannot, as creditors, do more pain to the greek people that they have already done so uh, it's only struggling uh, with dignity affirming the popular sovereignty in the interest of the greek population that uh, a legitimate government can find an issue in favor of the general interest of the population and not only the greek uh, people interest but uh, Humanity, I would say, we need justice. And, uh, if there is no justice for, for the Greek people, there will, there will be no justice for all the people in uh, Europe and outside the world. We have to, to launch and to ex- expand the, the struggle to oppose illegitimate and odious all over the world.
0: Debt, of course, is not just a Greek or European problem. Total world debt is said to be over $230 trillion at this time. Is the current global economic model sustainable under such conditions, in your view?
1: No, it's not sustainable. And uh, as you certainly know, the IMF in the last two weeks, but also the Bank of International Settlement, it, uh, it is the bank of the big central banks. It is this organism is based in Basel, in in Switzerland. Several institutions say are saying uh, there are new bubbles. Uh, this bubbles has been provoked by an inflation of the price of assets with the massive injection of liquidities uh, decided by the. Big European central banks like the US Federal Reserve or the European Central Bank or the Bank of England. And in the next months or years, it will provoke a new financial crisis. Exactly when it will uh, happen, we don't know. It can happen in one week or in six months or in one year. Certainly, it will happen with a stock exchange crash and a crash on uh, the market of uh, obligation emitted by uh, private corporation and uh, also sovereign debt where it will uh, explode it wall street london paris frankfurt we don't know maybe beijing but it will explode it in the next future and this model of huge Global debt, which is accumulated in favor of speculative activities and to enrich the riches, will end by a new general crisis, not a terminal crisis of capitalism, because uh, capitalism, the metabolism of capitalism is made uh, with such financial crisis since uh, the beginning of the 19th century. But this type of crisis provoke generally a very a huge amount of pain to the majority of the population. So we, we should be conscious of uh, what capitalism is, prepare, is preparing for the population of the world. And we have to combine a struggle against illegitimate debt and and uh, and and to combine that with other demands about uh, private banks about taxes against climate change uh, in favor of social justice, we should have a comprehensive program of emancipation uh, and uh, i'm sure that uh, when we see the popular support of Sanders, Bernie Sanders' proposal or Corbyn's proposal in the UK on a proposal coming from leftist forces in Spain or, or Portugal, it showed that uh, an important part of the population, like in Greece in 2015, is convinced that we need to give a radical turn opposing the the capitalist model.
0: Well, Eric, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us today here on the Dialogos Radio and the Dialogos interview series and for coming back to our program and sharing your analysis and insights with us.
1: It was a pleasure and I, I liked very much your question, Michael. They were very useful. Thank you.